Good evening, Emmanuel Everywhere family. Praying that you all are doing well on this uh, fresh week, fresh out of Thanksgiving. And I pray that you all had a blessed uh, Thanksgiving with your family and that God has uh, shown himself faithful to you yet again. And so we're here for another Monday Night Live. So I bid you blessings and I'm praying that you all are doing well. Uh, just a reminder, you know, we want to come in for prayer on Wednesday. Now we're looking to amp that up. So I know that, uh, you know, if you want to come in and join us live, um, that would be awesome. Um, it is a, a Zoom you can jump in on, uh, as well as if you got a testimony, God has done something amazing for you and you want to share it with us. We want to hear, we want to rejoice with you in your testimony and if it's something that you're dealing with, that's a tough part of your testimony. We want to pray you through that because it's just another stone in your testimony that God is trying to get you over. At any rate, let's jump into it off of Thanksgiving. So, you know, you can't have a Thanksgiving uh, week without a Thanksgiving praise break. And and uh, I was so thankful uh, on Thanksgiving, got the chance to spend it with some family, came to visit, and it was just a great experience. And so... For this uh, praise break moment, um, I just want to remind us um, to be thankful for the roses. Be thankful for the roses because they belong to the master anyway. Be thankful for the roses because they belong to the master anyway. Story is told by a theologian, Charles Spurgeon. And he says that a gardener uh, had been especially careful while he was gardening to tend to this one particular rose, which was very, very beautiful to look at. Everybody loved to gaze at the beauty of this rose. And every morning he went and he would cut around it and it made it his favorite rose bush, but he would always find that one flower in the rose bush that he would tend to. At any rate, he came out one day and he found that 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 rose that he took so much care of had was gone. Uh, it had been taken. And so he was very upset, but he thought that maybe one of the little bad boys of the neighborhood had stolen it and, uh, and, and that came into his garden and raided it and taken his best flower. And so he was complaining and he was being bitter of his loss. And then someone said to him, the master has been down to the garden this morning. Uh, and he had been admiring this rose bush and he had taken away this fine rose bud that you were so proud of. Then the gardener was delighted that he had been able to grow a flower that had attracted his master's notice. So instead of mourning the way he had continued to mourn, he began to rejoice. So should it be with anything on which we have our hearts set on that we love so much. Let each of us say to our master, my Lord, if it pleases you to take it, it pleases me to lose it. Why should I complain? Because you have taken from me what you already own. And so for my praise break moment, can we rejoice at the rosebuds that we've had in our life? Maybe I know if you're like me, you sat around the table and you're saddened by loss. Uh, you wish that there were people there. But until we begin to realize that they're all gifts from the master, they're gifts, they, they all belong to him. 
and that I'm thankful for the roses because they belong to the master anyway. Thankful for my grandmothers, thankful for good friends that I've lost this year and years past. Thankful that uh, even though I love them so much and spent so much care around them, they belong to the master anyway. And he picked them for his house. And so I wonder, can we celebrate in the midst of our tears, can we celebrate the fact that God only chooses the very best for his house. And when he picks a rose, he knows how to pick them. And one day, one day, I'm praying and living each moment so that I can be that beautiful rose that God wants to pick and take to his house. Woo! Gotta be a praise break there for somebody. So I'm praying that in the midst of uh, being thankful, that you're thankful that you got to care for a rose to be around a rose, to, to admire the beauty of whatever roses of people that God put in your life. God bless you on that one. All right, on yesterday, uh, we had a pastor, our associate pastor, Tony Williams preach, victim to victory. And at the text he utilized is a text regarding Gideon out of Judges chapter six, 11 through 16. Now the angel of the Lord came and sat under the Tirbanith tree. What was that, Oprah? Not Oprah, Oprah. What belonged to Josh, the Abiturite. What's his son Gideon threshed wheat in the winepress in order to hide it from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, the Lord is with you, O mighty man of valor. Gideon said to him, O my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Where are all the miracles where our fathers told us about, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. Then the Lord turned to him and said, Go in this might of yours, and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? So he said to him, O oh my Lord, how can I save Israel? Indeed, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. And the Lord said to him, Surely I will be with you, and you shall defeat the Midianites as one man. That's Judges chapter 6, 11 through 16. Pastor Tony preached that message entitled Victim to Victory. And so for this week, um, I'd like to push us in the particular verse, number four, uh, Judges 6, 14, that says, Then the Lord turned to him and said, Go with the strength you have and rescue Israel from the Midianites. I am sending you. I like that particular verse from the, his text to think about, but I like to add to that, uh, our, our uh, add to our, our charge for the week. Uh, it's the text that Pastor Tony referenced. And just as I felt it in my spirit and was writing it down, he had referenced this text in the sermon. So I know 
that this particular passage is the push for the week. And that is out of 2 Corinthians chapter 12, 7 through 10. And this is Paul speaking. And he says, even though I have received such wonderful revelations from God, so to keep me from becoming proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan to torment me and keep me from becoming proud. Three different times I begged the Lord to take it away. Each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I'm glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in insults, hardships, persecutions, and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. I think that that pushes us a little further into this week from victim to victory. I'd like to talk about this subject to push us further. I'm strong enough. I'm strong enough. Praying that you make that your mantra uh, for this week. I'm strong enough. Uh, one of my favorite movies, I, I'm, I'm a, a superhero fanatic. Uh, growing up, I mean, I was the kid that had the towel around my neck and was in my underoos and socks pulled up trying to be Superman. And I would lay on the, the arm of the couch and and it would simulate like I was flying. I, I was that kid. I was that kid. And Superman was one of my favorite characters. And of course, uh, when they came out with the movie Superman, I think it was in 77 or so, uh, I was just right at the theater. Couldn't wait to see it. But it is in Superman 2, the second one, that um, that really uh, gave me something to think about when I think about I'm strong enough. In Superman 2, uh, Superman, of course, was in love with Lois Lane. She was the love of his life. And he knew that as long as I'm Superman, I, I can't really love her, he, well, at least in his mind. I can't really love her the way that I, I, I need to love her. I'm, I'm too strong. I'm too much of a figure. I'm pulled away to too many different things. So if I can just become a, a, a mortal, if I can just get back my powers, um, maybe I can be strong enough then or weak enough then to love on her and she would love me as I am. So Superman, he goes and he... Uh, does this thing where he loses his powers and he's an ordinary man and he doesn't realize how much oh how weak he is until he goes into this bar and he sees this guy in the bar and uh, excuse me sir i think you're sitting in my seat your seat's in there for us ah gee i think perhaps somebody ought to teach you some manners sir yeah well let me know when he comes out He's immortal now, so he he gets into a bar fight. The guy beats him, and he's bleeding, and he gets sent out in the street. Mark! You all right, fella? He's going to be fine. Just give me mm -hmm. that. Mark? Blood. It's my blood. Uh, I, think, I think maybe we ought to hire a bodyguard from now on. I don't want a bodyguard. I want the man I fell in love with. I know that, Lois. I wish you were here. And then he realizes that the world needs him to be Superman. He's not weakened because he's in love. He's weakened because he's in love and he gave up his powers. And so he thinks 
that he wasn't strong enough. And then he finds that he's really not strong anymore because General Zod is taking over the city and he is uh, 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 terrorizing and Superman is no longer Superman and they're calling for him and he can't really fight because he no longer has his powers. He's become weak. He, he's not strong enough. Only by strict compliance with all his directions will the lives of innocent millions be spared. Superman, can you hear me? Superman, what? Who is this Superman? But he really was strong enough all along. He didn't need to dumb himself down. He didn't need to, to be anything different than what he was. All he had to do was be who God made him. And so uh, fortunately for him, he was able to reverse those effects. And then he was able to become who he was supposed to be. And he realized that being weak is, 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 is of the heart is only a matter of, of, of how he loves and that he can love Lois Lane as himself. And so I need to tell somebody who's thinking and contemplating about losing their power because they want to dumb themselves down to be what maybe the enemy told you you couldn't be or to be what uh, people said you had to be weak and people said you had to lose your powers and people told you that you didn't look good in your cape and that your super fit, super superhero outfit didn't fit you well enough. I need to tell you that you're strong enough. You're strong enough to keep everything that God gave you. You're strong enough to be everything that God gave you. And those things that you're looking at that humanity has told you that you're weak with, you're strong because of who made you. And so I'm strong enough. I'm strong enough. And I need to let you know that you're strong enough. And so with that, there are a few things that I want to remind you of why I know that you're strong enough. There's a few reasons why I want to let you know that I know why you are strong enough. You are strong enough, first and foremost, I know that you're strong enough because you're humble enough. I'm strong enough because I'm humble enough. And so well, the first thing that he says that in this text that we talk about at Paul, he says, I've given a thorn to keep me from being proud. I'm humble enough. He says he resists the proud but he's with those who are humble in spirit. I'm humble enough. I don't have to be an, and carry myself like I'm all that and a bag of chips to be super. I'm strong enough because I'm humble enough to know that it's not about what's on the wall. It's not about how well I've done in life. It's not about the house that I live in. It's not about the fancy car that I drive. I'm humble enough to know that without God, there is none of that stuff. And so I'm humble enough to know that I've got to rest only with him. He is my strength. Even in the midst of weakness, I'm humble enough. I need to let you know you're humble enough. You're humble enough to not be proud. And sometimes just like uh, in Paul's case, God will give us things to continue to make us humble. We're proud about certain things. He'll give us reasons that we should always be humble. Humility matters. 
Second is why, the second reason why is because I've been stuck enough. <laughs> he gives him the, 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 the Paul, the, the thorn in his side. So he is literally stuck in his side. I need to let somebody know I've been stuck enough, not just by the thorn, but I've been stuck enough by life snares, traps, cactuses, and vices that were against me. I have been stuck enough, stuck in places that, that have kept me bound, stuck. I've been stuck enough. I've been stuck enough. I know that I'm, I'm I, that I can, I'm strong enough because I've been stuck enough. I've been stuck enough times that whatever the enemy used on you before, it shouldn't work again because you've been stuck enough. You've been in enough crisis. You've been in enough calamity. You've seen enough hurt that time after time, when the devil tries to use it again, it shouldn't hit the same way because I've been stuck enough. Been stuck enough. So I know that I'm strong because I've been stuck enough. I've had enough heartbreak in my life. I've lost enough people in my life that I don't have to stay down in those, those places, but I, in humility, I still trust and rely on God even in the midst of that. I'm no longer a victim by those things that happened to me. I am a victor. And so I know I'm strong enough. And I am telling you today that you're strong enough strong enough to get past those who hurt you, strong enough to get beyond places that you've been in for so long that you feel like you can't get out of, strong enough. You're strong enough to make a move. You're strong enough to move forward. You're strong enough to fight against the enemy. You're strong enough to put your dukes up and stand up to the devil and say, you have been stealing from me long enough and I am not allowing you to steal any further. You're strong enough. And then the third and last thing I wanna tell somebody, is that with all of that happening, all those things that you had to go through, not only am I humble enough, not only have I been stuck enough, but now I'm happy enough. Yeah, 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 yeah. These things that should make me sad is now what I boast about. Just like Paul. Paul says, I take pleasure in it because I realized the very first verse, the very first verse in this text is that God gave the thorn. I'm happy enough because God chose me. Can anybody be happy enough the fact that God trusted you enough to show the enemy that he couldn't win? God trusted you enough to beat the enemy at his own game. <laughs> I'm happy enough that God chose me. And if you don't want to believe what Paul happened to happen to Paul in that text, look no further than Job chapter one, when God allowed Satan to go beyond the hedge around Job's life and touch him because he chose Job to win. You're chosen. God chose you. He knew that in your weakness, you would rely on him and he could use you because you would then stand strong, not in your own ability, not in your own power, not, but he would stand strong because just like Superman, he put his spirit on you and that is your super suit and your superpowers. He chose you to win. So let me close with this. He chose me to win. First uh, Corinthians one twenty seven says, says instead, God chose things of the world 
the world considers foolish in order to shame those who think they are wise. And he chose things that are powerless to shame those who are powerful. God knows how to make the devil humiliated. And I declare that he'll do it through you. He chose you to win. He chose Gideon to win. He chose Paul to win. He chose Job to go through everything that he went through and not curse him, but bless his name, even in the midst of the pain that he's gone through. And all I want to tell somebody is that when he, you got to be thankful that you're chosen. Thankful that God chose you. Thankful that God considered you. Thankful that even in the midst of the thorns that he put on you and the things that He that has happened, he's allowed to happen to you. Thankful in the midst of all of that. And there is still a praise for you because you can be thankful that he chose you. Let me close with this. <clears throat> another reason why I'm thankful that he chose me and another example of how God will use uh, the weak to put to shame the strong and he chooses to use the weakest thing to show us something. Have you ever observed the Paralympic runners? Paralympic runners. These are people who are blind that actually run a race. They run a 100 meter, they run a 200 meter and they run it blindly. How do they run it? They run it with a guide. It's the guide's job to that to with their eyes covered up. It's the guide's job. And this shouts me when I think about it is that in their weakness, they still have the ability to run toward victory. Let me help you. If they rely on the guide, the guide is in the blocks next to them. The guide is like their coach next to them. The guide even does the job of lining up their fingers in the blocks so that they can be behind the line properly so that they can even get in the blocks and come out. The, it's the guide's job to, to get them lined up and in a position to win. And I'm starting to feel my help coming on because do you know that you've got a guide that walks with you and talks with you and tells you that he is own, that you are his own and the joy that we share as we tarry there, none other has ever known. I come to the garden alone while the, the dew is still on the roses. And the voice I hear falling upon my ear, the son of God discloses there is a God that walks with us and runs with us in this race toward victory. And when the gun goes off, they can't see it, but they can hear it. And they begin to run. And it is the guide's job to run beside them the whole way. The the guide is running the pace with them. The guide is keeping them in line with the, the track that they're on. It's the guide that's whispering in their ear and pushing them to go further and to go faster. And all I want to tell somebody who needs to know that you can win and you need to know that he chose you to win and you need to know that you are strong enough is that with Jesus, we will always be able to win the race. We'll always be able to keep running in the midst of all the distractions around us that we'll have to tune out. We're going to have to keep running this race and if we run this race and we run with our God <laughs> I'm so thankful that I'm chosen but I'm thankful that I'm strong enough his strength is made perfect in my 
weakness. When I'm weak, he's strong. When I can't see, he's guiding me and he is guiding you. And so that's all I want to share with somebody today. May you walk into this week knowing that you're strong enough. May you walk into this week understanding and continuing to know that you're not a victim. You have victory through Jesus. He is the one who gave you the ability to be able to be called upon. And although you are small, you may not look like you have everything you need. That is why God's going to use you. He'll use you on your job, use you in your community, use you going towards your dreams. Whatever it is that man says you don't have enough of, I am a living witness. God will show you better than he can tell you that you have more than enough and that no matter what happens, you're strong enough. That's all I got today. And so uh, I'm not going to go into prayer uh, this week because we're going to have our Wednesday prayer, but I just want you to be, uh, uh, we want to make sure that we are letting folk know about Emmanuel everywhere. And, and I thank all those who are sharing. We want to continue to share, uh, you know, what we're doing and we want to continue to come together. And uh, we got some more programming lined up. Uh, I believe we're going to be doing a Bible study in December. Uh, you'll hear more about that in the weeks to come. Uh, but please take this into this week. You're strong enough. You are strong enough. You are Superman and Superwoman. You ain't got to take off your cape. You don't got to lose your powers. God's powers on you are more than enough for you to love and go beyond anything that you could ever think about. You can love and be a hero too. God bless you. God keep you.